Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Everybody, to my independence report, it is Thursday afternoon on a beautiful, well, it's beautiful here, it's kind of cold, but uh, uh, this is 3-11-2021, and we have got a very, very cool guest with us today. Her name is uh, Eileen Daly. Hello, Eileen. How are you? Hello, Kevin. I'm doing well, honey. Thank you. Well, well good. Uh, we're good here it's great to see you too we haven't really met yet so this will be kind of a fun fun little uh introductory thing for us because you're doing a lot you're doing a lot to help the planet you're doing a lot to help people tell us exactly what it is that you're doing i'm hoping well right now i'm focusing in on everybody handling the covid pandemic situation last year i had one of my clients call me and I was, I was taken by surprise because she said, how are you staying so effing calm? And then hung up. <laughs> and I, I, I never had that before. I'm here to help people. So when she said that, I was like, what did I say? What did I do? And then she called me back the next day and said, I'm so sorry, but I have to know, how do you stay so calm? And in a nutshell, I said, I haven't been feeding into the frenzy. I have had to reinvent myself before. Um, during the mortgage meltdown, I had my own business. My husband and I were making six figures, doing very well. And then, bam, overnight it was gone. Um, the lenders were not funding the 200 and some loans that we had pending. And that really... I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years in mortgage banking. So that was a real shakeup into saying, what am I going to do now? I'm approaching my 50s. Holy smokes. So I had done this before. I had had to reinvent myself to figure out what are we going to do? So this time around, I'm not going to minimize it because it's not even worth minimizing anything because it's catastrophic. But I went back to what I did before. And I still had that foundation as to knowing what to do. So I told her that and she said, you have got to make a course on this. You've got to help people. And so that's what I did. And I was battling COVID myself. I didn't know it was COVID at the time, but I had severe bronchitis from January into January until May. Oh, so wow. I knew what people are dealing with. So I did that. I put together the, Finding common chaos because I wanted to help everybody bring it down to deal with the severity of it, but don't freak out about it. So that's what I did. Now, this time around, I'm seeing that even if people are calm, they don't know what to do because their jobs have changed. Their financial situation has changed. The kids aren't even back in school, really. 
it, their whole dynamic of family living has changed dramatically. So they have to reinvent themselves. So this is my next course, Reinvent You 911. And for your listeners, I'm willing to give them both of the courses for one price because I've got to get it out there to help people. Awesome. Awesome. Let me ask you a question because I can't imagine what it would be like. Now, being a mortgage broker, what you do is you work between the realtor and the banks and you fund everything. Do the, <clears throat> I can't believe how much paperwork you guys do because it's 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 like oh, a, yeah. like a no, novel thick of things you have to sign when you get into a house and all that. You had 200 yeah. plus pending transactions. Which, uh, yeah, I had a board with that showed the status of all the loans from start to finish, auditing and shipped back to the broker because I was on the wholesale side. So I dealt with probably 50 brokers, 100 loan officers across the country. Wow. And, and all of a sudden it just all disappeared. Yeah, I looked up at the board for my visual, and my husband and I were at the same office. We had three offices at the time, but we were working at home and I looked up and I went, oh my gosh, we're out of business because 150 of those loans were sitting under the pending funding status, meaning everything's ready to go. We just need the banks to release the money and they weren't doing that. And that's when I went, honey, we're out of business. I said, what? I said, look, the banks are not closing these. They're stuck. So I made a couple of calls to some big wigs that I knew at the big banks. And the one, the one guy, God bless him, Tom, he said, um, I said, Tom, we can fix this. We just got to get a six to 12 people together, have them call up the borrowers and just say, Hey, what's a payment that you can handle and readjust the note, that whole thing. And he said, no, no, no. The banks don't want to do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, cause this is affecting Everybody, whether they realized it or not, whether you're doing a refinance or not, this is the banking industry. He said, no, the banks want the bailout. And he had to tell me like three times. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then it, I clicked in. I'm a little slow to click in on some things. So that, then, then it clicked in. I went, oh, my gosh, this is much more than what I'm thinking it is. You know, well, so, and they were counting on, if you go back... Let's go back in the midst of time, back to 2008, 2009, when uh, um, Barack Obama was just taking office, Bush was just leaving office. The uh, um, the employment numbers were horrible. We were losing. We were losing like yeah. I don't know, like in one month. I think we lost half a million jobs in in a month. And yeah. so, and so everybody got really nervous. The stock market tanked. Everybody was scared mm -hmm. to death that, that, that the world was coming to an end, basically, the yeah. financial yeah. world anyway. And so the banks were, were yeah. really looking for uh, a cash infusion, and the government was going to provide it with the stimulus. And so they were going to yeah. hold up on everything, as I understand it. They were going to hold up on everything mm -hmm. until the stimulus came through and then maybe reassess mm -hmm. at that point. Now, you, how long did those loans sit there before you called the uh, the the people that were involved and said we can't get funding, and uh, and and how long was it before you closed the doors? 
it really wasn't that long, but it was that long because I had loans that were sitting there for three weeks, probably the max that were ready to go. And I'm getting all the calls coming and saying, what's going on? What's going on? We met all the conditions, blah, blah. I said, I don't know. You know, check with the title company, check with escrow. I don't know. You know, because I would be in contact with the bank side and I'm getting the underwriter saying, no, you're in funding. The docs have been approved. You know, we're just waiting for, you know, someone to flip the switch to send the money. So, okay, okay, gotcha. You know, people had their moving trucks lined up. <laughs> I mean, people even had everything in the moving trucks, you know. So, I mean, this, it's it's not funny. I mean, I, I was dealing with this for 30 years. I remember when the first time I started in 1977, you had two types of loans, a 15-year and a 30-year. Right. And then it's like, oh, my God. We went to one adjustable, you know, loan type of loan. And then you had the the shift from the Fannie Mae Freddie Mac lending to Wall Street, which upset everything. I mean, rates were at 21, 22%. It was crazy. And that was way back in the 80s. So, you know, I had gone through that shift before and and when I saw it, the rumblings and stuff, because the rumblings started probably about, I don't know, I'm thinking um, 02, 03. You started hearing weird stuff coming through the pipeline. And I thought, okay, well, we're shifting from Wall Street to global. Okay, and there's going to be a hiccup along the way. I got it. But I never, I never saw this coming. You know, I, I just, I never saw it coming. You know, And I'm clairvoyant, so I'm supposed to hear see the stuff coming, you know, but, no, but it you know, wasn't meant for me to know. Sometimes those things are because of free will and free choice and all of that, that it, it, it can change at a moment's notice. And so, so suddenly you guys, it, it, this is a great story because you were uh, six figure income earners. You were doing well. You had two weeks vacation a year. You were leaving the country. You're going, <laughs> you were having yeah. fun and we're workaholics but we're good yeah. <laughs> well you know we all have to do something for fun and and uh so now you're also um i want to get into this and which is that you're clairvoyant as well and you are also mm -hmm. and did you do that professionally or do you use that in your everyday life i do professionally now and I do it in my everyday life. So yes and yes. It's one of those things where I thought everybody was like me. And it's, my husband said, no, no, you're the spooky one. Not everybody's like you, you know, and I'm like, what are you talking about? So, you know, this, this is um, from a box, but you know, I don't see things like I should see it you know, immediate. So, you know, it's like, what, you know, and I have to have, his analytical human side explained to me because I'm in between. I'm talking above and below. So I'm having to be the bridge to figure things out, you know. So um, it. I was born with it. And it's just now's the time for me to do it full time. I love helping people. Um, the reinvention that we had to do, Paul and I were able to find a position where we could still work together. And so we were um, community managers in your senior retirement communities. 
for 10 years. And that's where I just love seniors. That's where I would be able to help them and help their families when they were going through the process of dying. And I would explain what the physical signs are to the family and what was going on with them on a soul level. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. So my husband said, you got to do this full time. It's great. Okay. So I jumped in. You know, it's interesting. Congratulations, because I'm glad you did. Because I think it's you, it's really needed. Um, I live in a 55 plus mobile home community, and I I have to laugh because it's almost like we need a we need a fire firehouse substation in here because we've got like uh, 500 uh, mobile homes, and virtually every day I see the fire department coming yeah. in and and going and talking to somebody about something yeah. because you know we're all a bunch of old people. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of the younger ones. Yeah. But but it's, well, you're not. I mean, it, you're not old though. The body is, but this isn't. I mean, and I didn't see seniors as seniors. I still don't. I see them as kids, because it's just like junior high. You got the mean girl table. You got the bullies. You got all of those guys. I mean, you do. It's 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 hilarious. You couldn't make this stuff up. It's hilarious, but it's also very fragile. You see that. They're not who their title is, especially men. You know, they were the, oh my gosh, I've met uh, JPL employees, um, scientists, I mean, just all actors, actresses, you name it, all levels of life. But it all boils down to what do you want to be now? You know, we are all very, very fragile. We really are. You know, and the self-limiting beliefs show up. You know, someone told them when they were six that you're not good at da-da-da. Really? No. You know, so, oh, I, I'm excited for you. That's a fun place to live. It is. It, it, it is. It, it, we've, we're still in the, in the midst of COVID and, and stuff. But, see, what it's done for me is because of the fact that I'm a little younger, but uh, I, I fell, and this is well known if you've listened to my podcast, I fell, I was a bus driver for King County, and then I fell and, and tore my rotator cuff. And then I fell again over a dog and tore my other arm up, and they had to have surgery on both. And so I haven't worked since. But I'm doing these to the yeah. tune of 230 of them now, and uh, I'm going to continue. Yeah to do them because i just love i love talking to people like you because you just fascinate me you just fascinate me with who you are and where you come from i'm normal honey <laughs> i i'm just like you i i'm normal you well, know what i mean i'm real of course but everybody's real everybody's normal but i wanted to because what you've seen in the older folks and i i see a lot of it is that they feel like their life is over. That they're older now. A bother. Yeah, they're a bother to people. It's yeah. a downward incline. Um, you know what I used to do is I had a I had something called family legacies, which I would wanted to record the mm -hmm. life story of somebody that was older, so that the family would have in yes. their voice their own story yeah. going. And I couldn't get anybody to yeah. do it. It drove me nuts because there's it was, got. 
it, it's almost like the Veterans History Project. Um, we were very sensitive to, Paul and I are both veterans, so we're very sensitive to veterans. And we heard of this project where you go and you tape veterans and their stories. We had Roy, oh, I just wanna cry. Roy was a very, very quiet man. And one day Paul walked by the dining room table and he said, I don't know why I'm here. And he was talking to himself. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, I, I just don't know why I'm here. I, I shouldn't be here. And he sat across from another gentleman who was very quiet as well, Japanese gentleman. And Paul got into it and said, what are you talking about? He said, well, I was a prisoner of war and the Japanese were coming to kill us. I'm, I'm just very short story. And so he said, have you no mercy for a widow's son, which is a Mason term, which I didn't know, Paul didn't know. And there was a Japanese Lieutenant that came out from behind and said, yes, there is. He was a Mason too. So oh, wow. we let him go. So, and letting Roy go, and I'm getting goosebumps on this. He saved, I think, two platoons that were going to be invaded on. So he got the Medal of Honor, Purple Heart, and that whole thing. So it was so interesting because his family didn't know about that story. We put it on tape, and it, I believe they're at the Smithsonian. But he sat across from a Japanese gentleman. So it just tells you how full circle life is, you know, that we're all here for some reason. And it's just so wonderful. And I, I, oh, I love to come see you and talk to those seniors and say, Hey, you got to talk to Kevin. You know, he's going to be putting the stuff on tape. Your family deserves to know your story. And, you know, with all the blarney that they can throw in and embellishment and stuff, get them all hyped up. I would love to come see you and go knocking on those doors and go, uh, Kevin doesn't have your video done yet. What are you doing? You know, oh, my gosh, you're sitting in a gold mine, honey. Gold mine of memories. Oh, I know. I Well, there was one. I did one gentleman and his his dad said, I, I think my dad's got a pretty good story. So I, I would like to preserve that for the family. And so I yeah, sat next yeah. to him, and he was in World War II. He was a um, um, he was the personal secretary to George Patton, um, who ran the. Oh. And he then after the war, he went to Hollywood, and he knew Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. If you're younger, you have no idea who these people are, but uh, in the in their day, they were. They were the cats meow, the big time, big time dudes, and and they were they were yeah. in, oh, yeah. And there was a they big, were the beginning of Hollywood. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yeah. and so his life story, which which ended, had I not told it, it would have just disappeared into the ether, and uh, yeah. and everybody's yeah. life, and I don't care who you are, everybody's life is important, and they have wonderful oh, stories yeah. to share. And uh, and that's yeah. that's why I'm glad you're doing what you're doing because you're explain explain the program that you're working with and the, that you're helping people to not go jumping off the deep end in this time of COVID. Yeah, I'm the finding common chaos is like the first layer 
to calm down and figure out who you are, why you're getting all ramped up. The second layer, which I'm, I'm doing now, it's going to be done probably in a week, is reinvent you 911. So once you calm down, you're going to be able to see things, avenues to pursue, and it gets into who do you want to be when you grow up? Hello, you're grown up. You know, there's nine things that you can do to reinvent yourself. And I, I'd like for people to take this time that they've had and sitting at home, reorganizing, organizing again. There's only so much you can do in organizing your house. Now, organize who you are. Organize what do you want to be? Go back to when you were a kid. What did you find joy in? You know, see if there's something you could do now that brings that joy out. Because what's that saying? Um, you never work a day if you find joy in what you do, meaning the job, something like that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So go back. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that's like we all have it. Um, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do way back when, there was a counselor, I think a school counselor that told me, um, what's it called? What color is your parachute? That was like a book for people that don't remember books, you know, of <laughs> what to do to figure out what you want to do. You know, I thought I wanted to be a flight attendant because it sounded so glamorous and stuff. Well, I got shot down. They said, you're too short. Keep walking. Oh, now they don't have that, you know, but anyway, so you know, to, to pay the bills and stuff, I got into, you know, the mortgage industry way back when. And that was very, very good for me. You know, took care of what I need to take care of all my kids and feeding them and bills and all that stuff, yada, yada. So, you know, but but I, I really am sincere in, in wanting to help people out. You know, I, I've got it broken down into the nine things you can do. And I've got that as a freebie for your listeners. You know, they can just, you know, send me a request on my website, daily gift, and I'll give it to them. You know, they don't have to go through the courses, but the courses are more in depth as to, you know, what, where are you? What do you want to do in a worksheet and videos and stuff like that? So I just, I want to get the word out to people to say, hey, hello, you don't have to freak out. Because freaking out blocks everything. I have a say. Creativity is, is part of it, you know. So that's what I want to do. I have a sad story for you. Um, and it involves my father. Um, and uh, my father. I know the, your father well now. You called him Mr. McDonald. <laughs> and that's what he, he, he worked for Nordstrom for 30 years. Uh, he was an executive with them, and he did he did very very well. He was he was loved by all that that worked with him because he was kind and fair, and he was he was he was a very good man. Well, he retired. It, Nordstrom's operated at that time in a way that he made one comment when he was fifty eight years old, and they said, "Oh, you want to retire?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, no, not 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 really." He said, "Well, guess what." Uh, we're going to package you out at 58 and he got a he got a nice wow. to get packaged out but the problem that my dad had that I'm hoping that you can help other people escape from 
was that when his he worked six days a week for most of his adult life he worked very hard at what he did and um but when it was gone so was his identity yeah yeah identity. i was just talking to my husband about that it's it's real i oh. know so many men that once they retire they pass away and because they don't have any more identity they don't have a purpose they don't have that gumption to get up and go the routine of you know the daily grind excuse the pun but you know uh, women i hate to categorize but women have been put into this box men have been put into this box and and you can see it when you you watch the 50s shows the 60s shows like Mad Men, they captured, there was a secretarial pool for women. You never saw men in that secretarial pool, even though I know they knew how to type, but that's the way the structure was. So for men, what am I going to do? I have no purpose. If they don't have any hobbies, if they don't have something else that they wanted to do after to pursue, the light goes out. So what my so what my dad yeah. did, oh yeah what my dad did was he joined a country club that they could afford on Woodby Island, and uh, so his his workday at that point consisted of golf Monday Wednesday Thursday Friday there was a group of guys that would get together and they would all play around a golf and then they would all go into the uh, clubhouse and they would play gin, and that was their oh. that was his job to do and they so. Were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he did that for uh, five or six years, and he fell. He fell and broke his hip. And after that, his his golf game started to deteriorate. He couldn't do what he, he's getting older. He couldn't hit the ball as far and all that. And he started losing money with the bets that he had because of his handicap and all of that kind of thing. So, so, but yeah. he didn't have anything to turn to. He had he had work. Then he had golf. I mean, he was so well-known at that country club that he would have waitresses as he was coming up the ninth hole, uh, he would have waitresses run out of the clubhouse with a couple of Bud Lights so he could make the turn. turn. So he, I mean, he was... He, he had was, them trained, didn't he? Wow. He sure did. Wow. He sure did. <laughs> but when that ended, when he couldn't do that anymore, then, then because I talked to him about it a number of times, and I said, Dad, you're so talented. You can do so much. And he said, no, I just don't. So that led to his downfall and his ultimate demise. Yeah. 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 So, and it's, I hope we are turning the corner to see that seniors are valuable. You guys, it's yes. like they've got this wealth of information. It's crazy that we're not tapping into it. And I'm not talking about seniors, 50s, 60s, 70s. I'm talking about 80s and 90s. You know, because they still have the brain. They still, you know, even if their short-term memory is bye-bye, they still have the long-term memory. Anita Mackey is this phenomenal lady up at the last community that I was at. She's 107 now. Wow. And she started Veterans Social Services in Santa Barbara. And we celebrated her 100th birthday. She had a huge party for everybody that came in. It was phenomenal all day and almost all night and paul's so good he made a chart of 
what had happened in her life since she was born. The Industrial Revolution, you're like, what? You know, all the stuff that had happened, you know, and as a woman, she should not have had a college degree. As right. a black woman, she should not have had a college degree. But oh, her wow. husband was smart enough to say, you are going to get this. No kicking and screaming. I'm going to force you to get a college degree. So his wonderful foresight created this nurturing, wonderful woman who is now 107. She turned 107 on January 1st. So I'm just amazed. And she still remembers the other stuff. She's not real good with the short-term memory. But if you ask her, what happened in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Oh, honey, you know, when I was, you know, da, da, da. And she'll tell you what happened. And she'll tell you what she sees in the generations coming up. The generations that she was around and that she, you know, survived everybody else that passed on. And the one thing I, I asked her, I said, Anita, what would you tell me that you wish you had known? And she said, the one thing that I wish women would know is how much power they have and not to be subservient to anybody. And I went, okay, thank you. Phenomenal lady, phenomenal. So you've got a gold mine you're sitting on, my friend. You know, I'm going to come up and I'm going to do marketing for you because this is so cool. Well, as soon, oh. as, as, soon as COVID is over, they've redone our, our little uh, clubhouse and stuff. And it's not open yet. And so as soon as COVID is over, then then I'll be uh, that's that's one of the I have a little studio in my my little place, um, which is where I am today. And I can do all the podcasts that I do and, you know, and, and stuff. People are amazed that because I'm not driving a bus anymore, that I'm taking this as a new career and, uh, and taking it, it very seriously. Then you, you said, you said something you to me. Huh? Um, you reinvented you. I did. I did. And, uh, it's, yeah. what I, it's what I, it's what I, huh? What did I say? You you said that I was going to be big. Huge. That's huge. Just, yes. And then yeah. no body. No body. Yeah. Sorry. I'm 99.2% Irish, but no Blarney there. And you better call me to help you with the marketing. Well, I, I'll you help. Pinky you. swear you're going to. Yeah. I, 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 more pinky than swear you. if you've, if you've okay. got the time okay. and would like to, and would like to help see this podcast is all about, um, declaring our freedom from hate division and fear and to get rid of those. And so that we can all live better. And that's, that's why it's really important to talk to people like you because you are able to help people recognize that as far, yes, there's an end of life. That's when you pass away. But until that day, you can continue to have an impact in your neighborhood, in your world and do and, and follow your passion so that you don't end up just lying on the couch or sitting in your house just waiting for somebody to bring you a meal rather than you take charge of yourself and say, I'm relevant because we're all relevant to the day we die, right? 
the body may not work as well as it did before, but there are still so many things you can do. I mean, you know, yeah, my fat bucket has gotten wider and stuff because COVID, but there's still things that you can do even in this situation. You can still write letters to the soldiers. You can still write a letter to a kid, you know, down the street. You can make phone calls, you know. Um, there's so many things you can do. Even if you got arthritis in your fingers, it doesn't mean that you have to stop your life. You know, I wish people would understand how powerful love is. It is more powerful than any solar energy, any wind energy. You can move mountains with love. And, you know, you see it in moms that are going to bat for their kids. You will not be able to stop them. You know, sure. anybody who's got a passion, you will not be able to stop them because passion is coming from love, coming from kindness. You know, and that's why I keep telling people, please be kind to you because it has to start first with you. Exactly. I want I, I don't want to tip a, I don't want to tippy toe around this particular issue because I think that it's important that you were born psychic. You are also a psychic medium mm -hmm. and you are now actively mm -hmm. uh, promoting your gifts and using your gifts. I was just blown away because you sent me um, a text message after we had talked and after we had booked the show here and you sent me a text message of a message from my father. And I was curious to yeah. know, cause I wasn't in, I wasn't around you at that time. Um, and it was hours later. It was like, what happened? Did he come to you? Did you seek it? What happened? How did that yeah. come out? Okay. By us talking that opened up the bridge for him to say, Oh, you can tell him this. It's like I'm the light that can, and I, I don't want to say light. I'm the the moth hole that they can get through to say, "Oh my gosh, you can hear me." You know, all those goofy movies that aren't really goofy, like Ghost and other stuff. There is the validity of truth as to how it is above. You know, and there's a saying: "As it is above, is below." So. Um, I went to New York City in January, right after 9-11. And because I, I was told I need to go there. Well, when I went into St. Patrick's Cathedral, I almost didn't make it out because there were so many souls that knew I was there and I could help them. And I almost got swallowed up. And so I had to just leave real quick because it zaps my energy. I, I get very, very sick if I handle too much stuff. So um, once they know that, that you can see them, hear them, it's like, oh, my gosh, okay, tell them this, 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 this. You know, <laughs> There's many nights that I, I can't go to sleep because everything's quiet, and they're like, oh, okay. You know, and that's what your dad did. But he, he was very gentle about doing it. And I remember saying, so is it? Mr. McD and he went, no, I'm Mr. McDonald. Gotcha. Okay. No problem there. So um, by, by opening up that little crack in the door, that's what happened. Well, you know, it's interesting. And, and, you know, because you don't know 
everything that was going on. We, you and I talked that day, and we agreed that that I thought the work you're doing with reinvent you and helping people reinvent them reinvent themselves going forward because we're all going to have to in some matter or form anybody who thinks we're going back to the way we were is nuts everything's going to change which is good i think yeah. can be a really good change it is. if we can do it right yeah. Yeah. Um, but you didn't know yeah. see i was i was that day i was talking with guys that i'm i'm working with to develop a logo and a new website for me and so I would, they showed me a logo. I showed it to this person. They said, no, I don't like it. This person likes it. And da, da, da. And you know how that is when you show something to somebody and you get 10 different opinions um, about what it is. Ah. Yeah. And the message that you left later on that night was just be true to yourself and do what you want and don't let anybody distract you, which is what, so I ended up doing what exactly what I wanted and everybody else can just have to deal with it. Um, so, <laughs> so that, but, but, and that was, so that was a, a, a really interesting message that I got from him because that is exactly how he would do it. And is he proud? Yeah. Is he excited about what I'm doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, very, very, he, um, it makes me want to cry. He's just so proud of you. That proud's not even the right word. He's, yeah, yeah. It, it's beautiful. It really is. And um, he wants you to know, because he's here right now, he wants you to know that you go. You got this. You know, and, and he's going to nudge you. You know, he won't shove you into doing stuff, but he will nudge you. And I say nag, but he's like, no, 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 it's nudge. Okay he, then. Okay. Yeah. He was not ever an nagger, but he he would say yeah. things like, "Consider this." <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you think about, you know, or consider this, or um, hey, have you ever? Yeah, yeah. He wants you to go down your path, but he's gonna be keeping the training wheels on for a little bit. You know, you know what's so, interesting about all that is he was never he was never interested or invested in the types of things that I do the acting the uh, the the being on the radio the doing all this he was a very straight shooter and he he worked six days a week and that's what he did but he produced a kid that this is this is I just get the biggest thrill I can be really tired uh, coming in because I'm doing a lot of these but I could be really tired and then mm -hmm. I get to get on the air with you. And it's, it's just, I, it's just phenomenal for me. And it's because you're going to help people. And I know you are. And uh, so let's, let's yeah, go yeah, your information. Because I even make, I make, I make some people cry. I stop them in airports and grocery stores and stuff, but Hey, thank you. Well, and by the way, if you want to market me, I got an opening. So in any in any event, in a heartbeat, yes, yes, definitely. Well, I don't have any money. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's called networking. Okay. Ah, well, that's true. That's that's that's. We'll true. But let's 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 get back to reinvent 
you reinvent your world. Um, that is a couple of courses that you're offering, and you're offering it for free for people. Or if they want to get more in depth, I think it would be a better idea to get more in depth than working with you for a period of time, because it's awfully easy for us to go off the rails when we're sitting there by ourselves. So tell us about that that portion of the program. Well, I've got the freebie, the nine steps to reinvent you. Um, reinvent you nine one one is the course title, and um, I would love to help people in figuring out where they're at. You know, um, there's there's many different levels to this pandemic, and when it first started, God told me that I have to stop everybody from being so self-centered. I have to have people working together, which is exactly what happened globally, but we're not getting it. So we need to, we, we've been here isolated for what a year now, a year today is when they first came out with it. So um, people still aren't getting it. We are in the, the um, immediate gratification attitude and that shows up and manifests in ways that aren't necessarily positive so i want people to know that i am here to help you know i will let you know where you're at what i see is coming up and what the challenges are and i i'm i'm real i don't sugarcoat anything and sometimes it's that jarring that people need to hear it's like Okay, your loved one is saying, what are you doing? You know, or, hey, you're better than that. Or you're on the right path. You know, it's the validation from up above coming through me that some people need. And, you know, just, just that one client that called, I went, what? The one that said what she said and then hung up on me. I said, okay. You're the one that's showing me that I need to step it up. I need to get out there. I don't like being vocal. I don't want the limelight on me. But if I got to do it, I got to do it to help as many people as I can. And by the grace of God, you and I are talking. You know, because you've got people that I can now reach mm -hmm. that I may have not been able to do before. So, Yeah. Have them contact me, dailygift.com. Um, you can get the course there, both courses there, and I'll give you two for one. You've got the freebie of the, the nine ways to reinvent you that I would just send to them and let me know, you know, how I can help, you know, what that stopgap is, how I can pull the plug and get you back into the creative juices, the flow of being kind. You know, because people aren't even kind to themselves right now. You know, it's been very, very harsh because, you know, our mortality is the reality that we're seeing statistically on the news and stuff. And that's not easy for anybody to grasp, and especially if you have a loved one that's passed over. But the bottom line is our data goes, our data go, whether it was COVID or hit by a bus or whatever, you know it still brings in the how fragile we all are and what are you here to learn? 
What are you here to leave behind? What do you want Kevin to tape? You know, what do you want your story to be? Exactly. Okay, you move into a senior retirement community, reinvent yourself. It doesn't matter if if you weren't the queen of Sheba, you are now. <laughs> you know, come up with with a good story that that you want to walk in. You know, so you were all here for that reason. So many. Especially when I, my sister and I were talking about this, because she's 69, I'm 63, and uh, she's just about to turn 69. Sorry, sis, I, I predated you by a month. But in any event, uh, she's, she's kind of like, um, we're old. Our bodies don't work like they yeah. used to. I have arthritis mm-hmm. that I can't do anymore. Can't play golf anymore. Can't do. But there, but there are things that I can do that can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And as long as my brain is still working and my mouth is still working, you know, a good uh, one of my mentors, Larry King, passed away recently, and yeah. I want to be able to yeah. do what he did all the way through because I'm 63, but I got 20 more years. I can do this easily. Honey, you're not the three-letter bad word old. You're not old. No. I, How young do you feel? Uh, except when I move. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I, I feel mentally I feel okay. as sharp as ever. As sharp as ever and and okay, as so forget the exterior. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've yeah. and I feel Tell like Tell your sister she's not old, she's just started. Yeah. Well, you, you see, but that's 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 what I I I'm so desperate for people to find your work because you have got it doesn't matter how old you are. I, I'll give you an example. I'll give you another example. Um, I have been a, a city bus driver for 11 years, uh, 12 years. And uh, there are guys that were driving bus for 20, 30 years. Well, they drove in order to make a lot of money being a bus driver. You had to work a lot of hours. So, and these yeah, guys had yeah. responsibilities and families. So they worked a lot of hours. I know one guy, mm-hmm. he was, he was, he appeared to be healthy he was a union representative. He worked full time. He he gathered his pension, got everything together. He retired at sixty four. He was dead at sixty six. Bam. Yep. Yep. Attack. That yeah. was he was gone. So live today because you don't know tonight, tomorrow, if there's going to be one down here. So what do you want to be for? those moments that you're leaving behind because you never my sister died at 58 she is was the the one person that loved life i mean just out there da, 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 and bam we didn't even have time to process it found out she had ovarian cancer and gone it's like what not therese you know so that is a shakeup to say, Kevin, you don't know how much longer, you know, your sister, she doesn't know how much longer she could be here until she's 104, 110, you know, with, with medicine, the way it is, tell her, no, 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 I'm not going to accept that. She's OLD. Absolutely not. I need to come up with an acronym for OLD. What OLD means, you know? Yeah. I'll work on that. That's a good idea. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
We need to do that. Okay. Okay. But yeah, you're as young as you feel. And if Even you know, this is a little bit more noisy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you see, the thing is, is if you lose your passion for life mm -hmm. and what happens, like my dad lost his passion for life because all of the things that he used to be able to do, all that he could call up, you know, he would walk into the shoe department at Nordstrom and everybody was on their best behavior because Mr. McDonald is here. Mr. McDonald is here. Everybody and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. When he retired, the clerk at the grocery store didn't know who he was. It didn't give a crap. He had to reinvent himself and he never did. So that's why I'm glad you're doing the work that you're doing. And find a purpose. Yes. Yeah. And absolutely, you. even if you're just walking a dog, even if you're just um, being a dog walker for uh, in the neighborhood. Even if you're just calling someone to check on them right? because you can't get out your mobility, you have issues, calling someone to check on them, you know, make someone say, oh, someone's thinking of me. Wow. Right. That's huge. Even if it's just for two minutes, five minutes. No, every day I'm going to call on you. You're my buddy. You know, buddy's really big in military. I'm former Air Force. My husband's former Marines. You know, so there's a reason why certain things are set up that way. You know, but be the buddy system. You know, to show that, hey, you you matter. You matter in my life. So it can be that easy. So let me ask you, Eileen, by the way, we're talking with Eileen Daly. She's got a program that's, uh, that's called uh, Reinvent You 911. And it's, it's time to, to reinvent yourself so that you can not only contribute to the planet, you can contribute to your family and your grandkids and your great-grandkids and all that kind of stuff. So if somebody comes to you, if somebody comes to you and wants to work with you, um, and they, they want to go through the program, but they also want some some advice based upon what the other side mm -hmm. is telling you and stuff. You incorporate all of that together, don't you? I do. I've got it all on my website, dailygift.com. I've got um, about me, how to spot a fake or a con and not be sucked into that because it happened to me, too. Um, I've got, if you want to be an ambassador, I've got the courses there. I've got my podcast there. I'm not as good as you on the podcast because I'm still so, oh my gosh, look what I'm doing, but I'm getting there. Um, I've got all at the little tabs at the top and I have reinvented my website too. It's, it's, you know, an ongoing process, but it's pretty much there already. So thank you for mentioning that. Well, it's all there. You can get a hold of me right now, and there, there you are. This is you, you, my goodness. That's quite a website that you have built there. Um, and you like it? I do. I okay. do. I do. I do. And uh, it is really cool that that you've got you've got a ton of you've got about and services and contact and courses and the podcast. And when am I going to be on your podcast? Um, I was going to ask you that, but okay, I got to figure out how to be the podcast host instead of the guest. So I haven't, I haven't figured that out, but as soon as they do, or maybe you can help me figure that out too. I'd be happy to. 
I'd be happy. There is a, there is a, well, I've been doing this for close to 20 years now. Um, that, that I I, know, you know, and I started out on, on, uh, trying to just have my own program and, and uh, my own company and all of that. And that didn't work out. This is, this is going to work out phenomenally well. And I'm, and I want to, I want to help people and help you move to another level so we can do it together. I would love that. Love that. And it's all about people helping people. You That's know, it. it's the networking, you know. That's, That's, it. You That's know, there's, what it. There's a couple of things that are starting to um, come to the front of people's consciousness. One is we've had enough of hate. We've had enough of fear. We've had enough of division. And that uh, and people are yeah. starting to talk like you are about being kind. And that that is so important for us to, for us to be kind to yeah. one another and not not chase each other's tail and get yeah. mad at each and other. And be kind with you first. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not kind with you, you can't spread it because it's that do as I say, not as I do. No, you got to be kind to you. Figure out if you're not kind to you, why not? You know, are they those SLBs, the self-limiting beliefs that you you still have? When you're four, five, six, grade school, no, you know. So yeah, yeah, that we all need it. We desperately need it. Well, we and I, I, I am so glad that you, I, uh, you, you searched me out. I don't know how you found. How'd you find me, by the way? <laughs> My assistants are so good. I, I think Abby was the one that found you. So I have to say kudos to Abby because you're my new brother. I appreciate it. So is Abby somebody that works for you? Or is she on the other side working for you? Yeah, she does. No, no, no. Abby's down here. Abby's down here. You know, so she does work for me. Um, God bless her. She donates her time and just, you know, it's wanting to spread the word like you and I want to spread the word too. You know, well, I've got two helpers. And they're both volunteers. Right now, yes. You know, once okay. we make our millions, then they're going to be like, "Hey, come on board." I got, I gotta ask you a question because <laughs> and this is this is kind of in all seriousness and and kind of kidding, but um, no, no, I can't say that I'm kidding anymore because that 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 diffuses the whole thing. I've I've been told. Right, woke up one morning and I decided to t- muscle test. You know what muscle testing is. To, to see if you know like you 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 hold your fingers together and and uh, if it's true they yeah. stay together yeah if the, if it's fault they you can pull them apart yeah. or whatever and I said all right so is the podcast yeah. going to be successful and uh, I got it I got a resounding yes and then I said all right so how much how much success because you know who Joe Rogan is being a fellow podcaster we can talk about this yeah. you know who yeah. Joe Rogan is yeah he just sold his podcast mm-hmm. for million dollars he didn't call me <laughs> no he didn't call me either but he, he sold it to spotify for a hundred million dollars and and so i know that there is money well, i'm on spotify yeah there is there is yeah and, yeah and, and you're so, on it you started it too early though. well yeah but i needed you were to, back in the radio days, you know i know i know yeah yeah. So, and, but so, 
but I but my muscle testing told me that my podcast at one point down the road is going to generate thirteen point eight million dollars. How how off am I? I don't think you're off. I think the number is based on what you want it to be. And it's not going to happen overnight is what I'm being told. Okay. You can make it 13.8 million. You can make it half a million, but it boils down to you need to keep track on who you are, not the money stuff. Cause the money is, is like a secondary thing. If you stay true to you is what I'm being told. If you stay true to you, the sky's the limit. The minute you start being fake, phony, irreverent, all those N words, negative words, nasty words. Um, that's not your true intention. No. That's when it's going to clam up and it's going to go anywhere. No, so my, it's up to you, whatever you want it to be. Um, my intention is. I'm, I'm getting truth bumps on the numbers. Yeah. I'm, my intention is that when you see my intention is I intend to do this and for as long as my brain and my voice holds out and talking to interesting people and wonderful people like you, because that is so needed in our world today. And I don't care about the money. Money has no relevance to me, but what it would do is allow me to help more people. Bingo. Bingo. Because Money is, how do I put this? Money is not the goal. No. The goal is helping people and the ripple effect. Um, more money comes in with the more people you help. It just is a weird way of happening. Um, it's the abundance thing. So if you're going to, oh, I want abundance. I want to be materialistic. You are setting yourself back from getting to where you really need to be in terms of kindness, a real goal, the goal of, you know, you, you don't see a Brinks truck behind a hearse is a saying. And there's a reason for that because it's, it's tangible just for here and now. How you use it for here and now can propel you on a greater spiritual level which will create more abundance coming in it's just to where i don't have time to think about the money because i've got to go out and help more people that's going to be your focus that is your focus now so it's this weird um roller coaster uh people think it's the other way around it's not no. it's not and that's where the shifting is taking place now because we're getting into this, this era of check and balance. Wait a minute, not money check and balance. Who am I check and balance? You know, the real people are having to step forward and call people on it that are like, hey, you know, you're, you know, full of blarney right now, and I'm gonna call you on it. So you want to retract that, you know, it's a, you got to walk the talk because oh, people, you know, with the social media and stuff, everybody's watching everybody. 
you know, for good, bad, and the other. The influencers are influencers that shouldn't be influencers. Yep, you're right. You're right. Just well, let saying. me let me give you my my uh, short term story to let you know that how I know this has all come about. Because uh, I don't know if you've if you've been if okay. I told you that, but um, for well, first of all. I tried to make this type of program. It was called positive talk radio. And I tried to do that in the early two thousands. And I ended, I was paying $2,000 a week to the station to do two hours a day, five days a week. And, uh, I was hoping to sell enough advertising to make it work. I didn't, wasn't able to fund it long enough to make that curve work and to make it all kind of, so I had to give it up. And then I had to go uh, to work for a living again, yeah. which was to drive a bus. I did that for 11 years. Uh, it saved my, literally saved my family financially um, and was able to do a bunch yeah. of stuff. And so I decided, so this last, in, in the summer of, in the summer of 2019, way back when <laughs> I decided that uh, I was sitting there talking with my son and I'd been doing a podcast for somebody else and had helped them develop the podcast and it had grown uh, quite a little bit. And, I, and uh, then we had a falling out uh, and I decided that I wanted to do my own thing, which is what I should have been doing in the beginning anyway, is doing my own thing. And uh, so I, I started, so I asked my son and my son came up with the name, uh, My Independence Report. And uh, the reason that we call it My Independence Report is because we are going to be free to talk about things that are important for us and, 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 we're, and we're getting rid of hate, division, and fear in the process. And so the, all of that worked, and, and, and that was a gift from my son, which was a gift from God, to come up with the name. Then I went to the Internet. And I looked at it, and I said, "Well, there's got to be. Come on, my independence report. That's that's pretty mainstream. There's got to be. I, I I'm not going to be able to get you know a website or any. The .dot com was available. The .dot net was available. Nobody is doing anything like what I've been doing, and it's it was pretty clear. So I started confirmation. Absolutely. So I started it with uh, some old uh, um, talk radio. Uh, my positive talk radio." Tapes. I've got a box full of tapes, hundreds of tapes of interviews uh, that I've done, including Neil Donald Walsh and and uh, Gary Zukov and and JP Patches and all kinds of folks. Anyway, um, so I've put some of those up, and and the thing started to take off a little bit. I have a friend uh, who is. Uh, by the way, do you communicate with animals? Um. Yes and no. Okay. Well, then we'll leave that for a different thing. But anyway. It's, it's one of those things. That I have to check in with the engine. Okay. Anyway, she's got a, a uh, show that she does on KKNW on Sundays, and uh, we go back way back to 2003. And so she asked me to do one Sunday a month. So I started doing her show. I was doing the podcast. I was building the brand. And then I was continuing to drive. And doing, you know, a, a podcast a week or putting one up every every week and a half or whatever. And then I was moving in. I decided to move into a mobile home park, which is this mobile home park. I was able to get the home that I wanted at the price that I wanted, was able to pay for it out of bus money. And so that my expenses dro literally dropped in half. When they dropped in half. Oh, I knew that I was in 
shape in better shape to be able to do more and so when i moved in here and the last day i was moving in um i was carrying a lamp in the house from and i tripped over the stair and i and i fell and i tore my rotator cuff and i had to have surgery on that two months later after that surgery my um, son i was babysitting my son's eight week old puppy and tripped over him fell and uh, tore the uh, other arm up and so so i had to have the the i now know what it's like to feel old because i had to have the uh, medics come and help me i can't get up so they held me up and took me to the hospital mm -hmm. and I had to have that. So I've had both of them done. I'm now, I'm now what would be called disabled and I'm, I'm on disability. I've had disability insurance. And so that will take care of me until I'm 65. I don't need to make, and I've made this clear on this podcast. I don't need to make any money from this. I'm not interested in making money from this, but I am interested in getting the word out about this and about people like you yeah and, yeah. and, and if the money's coming in if the money's going to come in to help you get that going to a broader base you know everything is in divine and perfect order you couldn't finagle it back in the 2000s early 2000s so you know what you had it it just wasn't the right timing right and they so they yeah, get hurt twice in order for They've given me the opportunity yeah. to to do this in a meaningful way, and I can I can afford it. It's just not a matter of the money. Money has been taken off the table, and that's what fail, made it fail before. Which I want people to realize is that when you have a dream and you are, are and but money becomes mm -hmm. the big obstacle to it, you're probably not going to make. It's going to be hard for you to succeed. Uh, because the money can be an overriding yeah. factor and it also helps you, it hurts you mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. How, how, when you, when you are not able to, mm -hmm. when you have a passion, but you're not able to execute that passion because of other overriding things, how do you get through all that? You have to be very firm in what your passion is. And you have to know that come hell or high water, you are going to make this work. Um, it, it's just one of those things where it still boils down to everything is in divine and perfect order. So you may be plugging along, plugging along, but that may not be the end result. You may think it's this, but you know, thinking back on other stuff that I started, I am way different than my first concept. You know, so it could be that God's like, hey, I got your back. You know, you asked me to take over. And I've said many times, okay, Lord, I did the, the mortal thing. Can you come fix it? Because I kind of screwed it up. Just pick my bucket up and put me on the right path. You know, and I said, I don't care about my free will. You know better than I do, you know, stubbornness, the whole thing. So just please pick me up and put me on the right path because it's getting too clouded right now and just screwed up you know so if you still have that that intention of i want to be kind i want to do this this and this there will be a path to make it happen there will be because if that is your true purpose in life that's going to happen 
period. You, you can sidetrack it and you can ignore it as much as you want, but it's still going to happen. You know what's interesting about this? That, that's so true. And you know what's interesting about this is that as I continue to go down, people like you are just showing up. I mean, I didn't recruit you. I, wow. I, had, I had no idea, uh, except I loved what you, your yeah. idea was and what you were doing, but you just showed up in my world. And that's because somebody said to your assistant, mm -hmm. you need to call this guy. I had the same thing happen yesterday. I had a, had a singer song yeah, yeah. Sweden on and she was, she's phenomenal and she's going to be very famous one day. And, uh, and she just, they just, I asked them, I said, well, how the hell did you find me? Because Kevin, it's, you got that role going. Say that again. Yeah, you you started that ball rolling. It's going, it's going, honey. Well, you that's got, you got the attention. That's that's good to know because because she said the the um, uh, singer her name is Fia. She said that her manager went through hundreds of podcasts to find the because they wanted to start off with a, on a real good note, and they wanted to and so they went through a lot of podcasts yeah. and they yeah. didn't find anything. Then then I somehow they found me and. Uh, and so it got hooked up. Those sorts of things are just happening because I I I really hope to believe that that my intentions are pure, and uh, and that, that it is. And you're you're that little moth hole that people want to go to to spread the love, to spread the kindness, to to spread the positivity, because it's so needed now. You know, it, it really is. It, it's very much needed. It really is. And I, I have to tell you, I have had the, the wonderful time talking with you today. Oh, God bless you. You too. Hey, and I'll, I'll keep bugging you when your dad comes through, okay? And I'll tell you. you know, <laughs> if you ever have a question about your dad, let me know. Okay. And there's somebody else with him. I think it's his mom, your grandma. Yeah, I, she, I think she's with him because it's a female yeah, and and I see them like, you know, working in tandem for you. So my grandmother was the love of my good. life, and she she was the most extraordinary lady that I ever met, and uh, and I know that she's I know that she is part of my life, and I know that my dad is part of my life, and I know that yeah that, that it's it's really cool. I got truth bumps. <laughs> it's re it's really cool that that they have the ability through people like you. Because when my dad was alive, he he thought what I did was a little on the weird side, but now he's got he's over there and he's figuring because out. Because you got to think of how he, you got to think of how he was raised. I know. Okay, he was raised for you put in your time, you take care of the bills, the family, and then that's it. That was priority. You know, all the other stuff was fluff. Right. Okay, you got you got to figure that out. That that's how he was raised. Okay. Well, you so, tell him to get it worked well for you, my darling. Yes, it did. You tell him to get everybody together and let's all work together to get people like Eileen Daly and go to dailygifts.com or dailygift, no S, dot com. And you can get all kinds of information about how she, if you are lost, if you're sitting here in COVID despair, because you can't see your grandkids, 
You can't go to the store. Yeah. You're scared. Yeah. You don't want to catch this thing because you know damn well it might kill you. Um, and so it's and it's changed everything about your life. Give her a call. She yeah. can help you. Get back on please. track. Please. Please. And uh, Honey, this has been a joy. God bless you. Thank you so much. At this point in time, I, I always love to give my guests. You have the floor, young lady. Tell my audience anything you'd like them to know. Let them know that I'm here to help. There are other people there to help. And please just be kind to you because you got to start somewhere and people know if you're phony or not. So be real and be kind to you. And it's not so bleak as it sounds. It's I really awesome. I couldn't have said it better. Um, and with, with that, with that, I want to thank you very much. Now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play the close. I have a little closing bit that I do, and then I'm going to go right into the song that that uh, Fia uh, gave me yesterday, which is "Love Is Love." Oh. And you should listen to it if you if you have time. It is just an extraordinary, an extraordinary thing. And then if you listen oh. to it, then afterwards you and I can chat after the show ends. Uh, but uh, um, so I'd like oh, to thank you, Eileen uh, Daly, Daily Gifts, DailyGift.com. Please go there and and uh, and work with her. She she's nothing short of phenomenal. And thank you for being here. You've made my heart oh. sing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Top we'll, of the afternoon to you, my dear. Yes, indeed. Top of the afternoon to you, darling. And we'll see you soon. Have a great day. Yes. Thank you. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report. bit unusual Some people say it can't be possible To live a life in unity Committed to each other while still remaining free Just because we're different in the way our energy moves Doesn't mean we have to give up our truth Nothing better than being met In my fullest expression I'm safe to be myself There's no need to compromise When I'm in my power Everything aligns Just because we're different In the way our energy moves Doesn't mean we have Give up our truth Love is love No matter what color and form
fall Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 